Yes, Lord. Glory to God. Not only is that tomb empty, but that cross that was meant for death, he's no longer dead, but he's alive. You may be seated for just a moment as we take a moment to reflect on that picture and that image that we saw in our program. And it centered it around how much God loves each and every one of us. That he was so in love with us, his beautiful creation, that he so desired that we wouldn't see death, but that also we would be alive. And so he sent his very best. He sent Jesus Christ, the only begotten son. We saw that reflection of him coming and resting in a manger and the star from heaven. And we're able to see this beautiful picture of Christ coming into the earth. But as we know that he had a mission, he had a plan, and he had a purpose, and his purpose was to suffer for all of mankind so that we would rejoice that not only that he is alive, but that we can be alive in and through him. And so he suffered. The epitome, the, the, the essence of love, of God's love, because God is love. And so love suffered, but love rejoiced on that great day. So if you wouldn't mind, I just want to take a few minutes today and just share with you. See, the apostle Paul was going through this idea of understanding what Christ had done, what God had done in sending his only begotten son. And so in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, that passage we know as the book of love, and we spend a little bit of time meditating on it and reflecting on it during this season of Thanksgiving, this season of Christmas. And so we see in that passage of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 that this wonderful God, this Jesus, who love came down, Paul had this to say. He said, love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. It is not puffed up. Does not have behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked. Thinks no evil. Does not rejoice in iniquity, but rejoices in the truth. See, the Lord wanted us to see and be able to rejoice in his truth. And so one of the greatest qualities of God's love is the ability to suffer. See, God in his, in his so desire to draw us in, he suffered. He, he, he saw all the pains of the world. He saw the iniquity. He saw the brokenness. He saw the death that it, that it brought, and it grieved his heart, that we would be separated through sin, that we would be leading, just as he told Adam and Eve, at the day that you eat of it, the day you disobey, you shall surely die. And so God was grieving for all of mankind and is grieving for mankind. 
But not only God suffered, but Jesus Christ suffered. See, we read and we heard in Isaiah, it said he was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And all we like, all we like sheep have gone astray. And so he was taken as a sheep to the slaughter for us. And the Bible says and reminds us, but he yet he uttered not a word. He kept silent. He didn't try to justify himself. He didn't say that this is unfair. But for the joy that was set before him, you and I, he endured the cross. He despised the shame so that we might come to the Father through him. So he suffered. And he suffered, and he suffered some more. And maybe he remembered what 1 John 4, 16 tells us today. And we have known and believed the love that God has to us. Not only God had that love, Jesus had that same kind of love towards us. It goes on to say, God is love. And all who live in love live in God. And God lives in them. God is love, and he who abides in love abides in God, and God in him. And so Jesus, so wanting us to abide in God's love, to live in his love where there is life and there is liberty. He was willing to suffer for you and I. He was willing to be beaten and bruised. He was willing to be despised of men, spitting on and stricken. So that we would have a day to rejoice. See, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 6 reminds us that he does not rejoice in iniquity. He does not rejoice in the character of sin and the desire to, for sinfulness to live a life separated from him and broken, dead in our trespasses and sins. But he rejoices in the truth. See, the truth is this, that in John 3, 16 and 17, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. See, that begotten made and breathed and came out of God is God. That whosoever believeth in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. He said that he didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that through him, through Christ, the world might be saved. See, there's no other way. Maybe we think we can do it on our own good looks or our abilities or our smartness or our knowledge. But Jesus reminded us of that in John chapter 14, verse 6. He said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man cometh up to the Father but by me. There's no other way. If you're sitting here today and you've been trying to figure out the way, you've been trying to work it out and see how you can get right with God and, and how you can be sufficient in him, there is no other way but Jesus Christ. He went to that cross 
with you in mind. That you would not be lost. And so I was reading a quote that was, we don't know who wrote it. But maybe it was someone who had reflected upon the goodness of God, who had reflected on what Jesus Christ did for you and I. And here's what they wrote. The most beautiful people we have known are those who have known defeat, known suffering, known struggles, known loss, and have found their way out of the depths. See, he's the way. No other way but him. These persons have an appreciation, a sensitivity, and an understanding of life. He is life. That fills them with compassion, gentleness, and a deep, loving concern. See, these are beautiful people. Do not just happen. It doesn't just happen. There's a way. And I'm here to tell you, if you're sitting here today and you've never chosen Jesus Christ to be your way, I want you to know without a shadow of a doubt that he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. And so it's not just a beautiful story, but it's a beautiful plan by God to take his most beautiful creation, mankind, And give it something that's so beautiful that it will cause the destruction to stop, the death to cease, the cross to have no victory, and to bring life. And so he's calling out to us today. He's calling out to us that each and every one of us might have salvation that we would be redeemed from this world and come into newness of life. So if you're sitting here today and you're unsure that you've made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, would you take a moment today, get it right with God, receive the most beautiful gift that he could ever give you, the gift of salvation, the gift of his love, would you take a moment right where you are? Would you bow your heads with me? See, God's love suffered so much. And God so desires to rejoice with you. Because you are his joy, his desire to be in intimate relationship with you. To call you out of darkness into his marvelous light to give you peace that passes all understanding, to make a way out of no way that the goodness of God would rest upon you and give you peace in knowing that your God loves you, desires to be with you, and so wants to rejoice with you. So if you're unsure, 
right where you are, if you're unsure that you've allowed him to come in and be the Lord of your life, would you slip your hand up right where you are? Nobody's looking. Make a decision to receive him today. Let him come in. I guarantee you he'll never turn you away. I see that hand. Would, would there be another? Would you slip up your hand and say, I'm not sure, but I want to be sure. Let him come in today. He's such a good God. He loves you with an undying love. Nothing that you have done could ever separate you from his love. Maybe right where you are, you would say something like this. Just talk with God right now. Maybe you would say something like, Lord, I'm so sorry. I know that I've sinned against you, but I believe that Jesus Christ died for all of my sins. So I take this moment today to accept him. Jesus, come into my life. Be the Lord of my life. Fill me with your Holy Spirit. And let me see your glorious heavenly place. When I lay down this body, that I will rejoice with you forever. See that hand? In the name of Jesus, Father, we thank you for what you've done and what you will do. We thank you for the reminder that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. And we thank you for being able to rejoice today in the knowing and in the receiving of your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. Now let us rejoice in you, Father, all of our days. Let us give you praise. In Jesus' mighty name we do pray.